Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is episode eight, building your confidence chips with Eileen from Lavender. Hello and welcome to the Erin May Henry Show. I am your host, mentor, and friend Erin, and I'm here to teach you how to show up and feel confident to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. This podcast is all about personal branding and we dive deep into topics such as mindset, growing a global community, social media marketing, and building your online empire. If this is our first time meeting, then welcome my beautiful friend. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on my YouTube channel, all about business and mindset hanging with my community in the May Collective Facebook group, or of course, drinking a wine somewhere down in sunny Australia, all of which you are totally welcome to join me. If you're ready to shake things up and step up to the plate as the game changer that you were created to be, then this is the podcast for you. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Erin May Henry Show. Today, we have such an exciting chat in store for you because I actually sat down and spoke to Eileen from Lavender. Now, I'm sure if you're familiar with my YouTube channel, then you are familiar with Lavender's channel. She is the number one self-development channel for young females on YouTube, and her content is absolutely incredibly I can't think of enough describing words to say how just amazing her content is. Eileen developed Lavender as a documentation of her journey of self-development. And not only does she have the incredible YouTube channel, she also has a podcast and a physical workbook called The Artist of Life. I'm so excited to be sharing this chat with you. Let's jump in to the show. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you so much. I cannot explain how incredibly honored I am to have you on the Erin May Henry show and chat to you about your brand and how you really kind of put yourself out there and built a business around just being yourself. So thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this. Awesome. So if you don't know Eileen from Lavender, which I'm sure you do if you've seen anything that I've put out online, but she's an absolutely amazing blogger, podcaster, and of course, YouTuber who really has built a business and a brand around the purpose of basically just, you know, creating your own rules, creating life on your own terms, and just putting yourself out there to really pursue opportunities as yourself and, you know, writing your own story. So an incredible story that she has herself, and I'm so excited to to share that with you. But, you know, Eileen, you have such an incredible collection. I've been following you for such a long time, and you have such a collection of you know experience in music performing as a blogger podcaster you even have a TED talk which is Mm -hmm. incredible um (laughs) and you're you know so amazing in the area of personal development and life mastery so you really do tick all of those boxes for a personal brand but for those of you who are listening and may not know you yet or maybe meeting you for the first time can you just kind of briefly walk us through your journey and kind of how you got to where you are today 
Yeah. So my journey started, actually, I would say it started in high school, like 2008 or 2007. That was when I started my first YouTube channel, but that was just for singing for fun. And my story is, so that was the time where YouTube was just starting and I was seeing all these, you know, amateurs posting singing videos on YouTube and their videos would blow up. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And it was just a really exciting time for YouTube. So that inspired me to share my musical passions online. And I was really, really shy growing up. Naturally, I'm more introverted and quiet. So I think I've, I never really told my friends that I like to sing. It was always something I kind of kept secret. And so when I started this YouTube channel, it was actually a secret. So I didn't tell my friends about it. I was too embarrassed to, to sh talk about it because then people would make you sing. And I don't know. So, so I just started posting videos on YouTube for fun. And eventually, like, I think the views like the views grew and someone from my high school found my YouTube channel. They're like, oh my God, Eileen, do you sing? I think I saw you on YouTube. And I was horrified because I was, I don't know, I was just never that confident and it was a scary moment. But I think putting myself out on YouTube back then, it really helped me grow my confidence. And it was easier for me to share myself to an anonymous group of people than the people who are, you know, in my real life. I don't know if it's the same way for you. Um, just because I like that on anonymity, it's just easier to do that. So anyway, that led me on a journey of just like exploring my creative passions. I've always loved music and just the performance arts. So throughout college, I was doing my YouTube for fun, but I was also like joining musicals and dancing. And then during college, I studied business, but you know, I, I went to school and I thought that I would take the typical path to success. I thought I was going to do well in school, graduate, get a really high paying job at a corporate career. And that was the plan. So around, I think throughout college, I was doing these internships in marketing, advertising, just getting a feel for the working world. And I realized it it really didn't suit me. And I never felt like I belonged in those places. And at, at, those, at that environment, I could just see in the future, if I were to get a job there, I would be miserable. So mm -hmm. deep down, I knew that that was not my path, but it was frustrating because for my entire life, I thought that was the path to be successful. So I was confused, like, what the heck do I do now? Like, I have no idea what to do with my life. And as like, I was an ambitious student. So I would always try to get like A pluses in all my classes. So being like known as ambitious to my family and peers, like, I think I felt like a really big failure when I didn't have an answer for what I would do with my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that was a really tough time for me. And it was like a, a couple years of like, I would say falling into depression, losing motivation in life, just feeling completely lost. Like, what is my purpose? Why am I living? I started asking all of those big questions, which I, I would say it was like a midlife crisis at 20 years old. That quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think now it's more common for people to say quarter yeah. life crisis back then all of my friends were having fun partying no one was talking about serious things like life you know yeah and right and I think I started reading self-help books during that time to like just just figure it figure things out and it was something that I couldn't talk to my friends about because they weren't in that stage of life yet you know no one was reading books for fun <laughs> about self-help yeah. so I, I felt really alone in that sense like I was reading all these books from 
and the, all these books are like the classics, like the, the success principles or how to win friends and influence people. You know, all of those old books that are classics, they're all written by like middle-aged white men. <laughs> so me growing up on YouTube and I started learning all these amazing lessons from these books, but I felt like these books were written for someone older than me. I, I didn't feel like I was the right demographic. And after college, I went on this, like I didn't take a normal job. I went on this like a creative exploration period of a couple years where I was like acting, pursuing music, per like hosting, and also working part-time freelancing for like this food festival, doing marketing and stuff. So throughout that entire time, I was learning so many life lessons and reading all these books that I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to share some of this online because I'm sure there are people my age who are going through these same issues, who want to learn these things. It's just that you know, me growing up on YouTube, all I saw on YouTube was like beauty and fashion vloggers and, you know, some random channels, but I didn't really find like quality self-help content for people my age. I was yeah. like 22, 23 at the time. And that's why uh, the business side of me knew that if you see a gap in the space, that means like you should fill it, you know, if, if yeah. you're passionate about it. So that's why I started Lavendaire because I really saw there was a gap. There was no one talking about this. I think now, so I've been doing this for, I would say four years almost. Yeah. And now there's more and more channels popping up. There's so many. And also like the girl boss movement, the lean in movement. So it's great because there's more people in the space. But back then, I don't know, it was just really hard to find this stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, just a couple of points that I'd love to touch upon there, because obviously something that I'm passionate about teaching people is really just not rushing their journey and not, you know, because there's a lot of information that's fast growth, seven figures, seven days, all of this stuff. And I think a lot of people have this expectation that it's just so easy, but I just want to go back that, that kind of first debut to the world with your first music video. I mean, that was over 10 years ago, was it? And Oh, wait, yeah, with my YouTube channel. Yeah, I was yeah. like... 10 years ago, 11 years ago, maybe. And so even that channel now, obviously that wasn't the one that, you know, has had the success as you have with Lavendaire, but mm -hmm. how much did that contribute to you then rolling over into creating Lavendaire? That oh, audience so growth from there, yeah. Well, I, I would say that I, I always start my story there with that YouTube channel because that channel trained me to start Lavendaire. When I started Lavendaire, I had a knowledge of YouTube. I had knowledge of branding. I had, I, I did it intentionally. I think a lot of people who start on YouTube, maybe they start for fun and then it turns into something successful over time. But for me, I had the first YouTube channel that was for fun. And then when I started Lavendaire, I intentionally branded it. Like I chose a new name. I switched all my social accounts. Like it was very intentional because everything that I learned from the first time that I did wrong, I tried to do it right. Because with the first YouTube channel, I really wanted to make music work. Like I was genuinely pursuing music for like a few years, but I, it was really hard to be consistent to like post music videos consistently. Maybe, I don't know, there's just more obstacles for me at that time. And so when I started Lavendaire, I made a promise to myself that I would be more consistent in posting. Cause that's like one of the most important things on YouTube to, to post at least once a week, or something. Yeah, so, so yeah, that was my, that was my rule. I would post once a week for Lavendaire and see where it goes. And I, that was the one promise that I made to myself. Cause back then no one was watching this new channel. All my friends, I was kind of weird. Why are you talking about these things? So I did it more of a challenge to myself. I think that first year. 
Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I've heard you speak about quite a bit, and you mentioned it in there, that time of your life that wasn't, you know, the most exhilarating, you could say, when you were feeling a lot of pressure and you said you went and, you know, was feeling quite down about yourself. And you'd spoken before about how you were feeling a lot of external pressure to get a job and to follow a traditional career. What advice would you have for women because I, I know there are a lot of women out there who really want to pursue something creative um, but mm-hmm. they just don't have the family support or you know support from their partners what advice would you give to those women about following their vision and their dream without that support the biggest part the biggest journey is to learn how to believe in yourself and support yourself in your dreams because you can't you can't expect everyone around you to love everything that you do. Maybe they won't agree with what you want. Maybe they just don't understand, right? So you have to believe in yourself so, so deeply. And that's the hard part too, because in the beginning, I didn't believe in myself. I was insecure. I was, you know what I mean? But, but I think over time, you have to develop that confidence and the faith that once you know that this, this you get this feeling that this is what you should be pursuing, then just like, stick with it and and believe in yourself. I think that's the the biggest thing is to learn to not care as much about about what other people think and truly believe in yourself because you have to be your own best friend in that process. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And just, you know, your ethos on confidence is so inspiring as well. And I love your kind of analogy of the chips. Can you kind of explain um, for anyone listening who might not have seen that video about Lavender has really, Aileen, sorry, has a really good... um, uh, analogy of building confidence is like poker chips. If you could kind of explain that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give credit to this guy named Todd Herman because I heard it from him first, but the analogy is confidence is about uh, building up little victories, having little wins. So just imagine when you're playing poker, like each poker chip is like a little win. So if you have the person with more poker chips is more likely to make bigger bets and take bigger risks. And if you have like a small stack of poker chips, you'll be too scared to take risks. So I think it's all about just recognizing that if you want to become more confident, just try to like get little victories. It doesn't have, because confidence is not something that happens overnight. It really is built over time through like reaffirming in yourself and your ability. And so I would say just try to just, just keep trying in life. Don't let fear hold you back from trying. And as you continue to try, you'll succeed in these little ways. And it could be a simple success. It could be like, I finished three important things on my to-do list today. That's a little win. So that makes you more confident to, to do it the next day and the next day. So it's all about building up the little victories so that over time you become more confident. And when you're more confident, you're more willing to take big risks. You're more willing to put yourself out there because you have that you have all that big stack of poker chips behind you so and when you take bigger risks that's when you succeed more you go further when you take risks because if you play it safe then you I mean you can only go so far yeah, I absolutely love that. And obviously a huge part of personal branding is putting yourself out there and confidence is a huge part of that. I know so many people don't pursue opportunities or put their hand up or you know reach out for the collaboration because they are scared of rejection or failure yeah. and that comes with over time just building up those little chips. That's such a great analogy to use. But I know that you also have, along with the success of your blog and your YouTube channel and all of the amazing things that you do as well as your Artist of Life workbook, you've had a lot of other kind of epic opportunities that I no doubt 
basically took a lot of balls to kind of pursue. And mm-hmm. I mean, the TED Talk, like that's so awesome. Have you been pretty active in pitching yourself for opportunities and putting yourself out there or have a lot of them kind of come to you? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think for me personally, I have done the pitching before, but what I do mostly is I focus on consistently creating content. Like I focus on the creative part. And I think if you're consistently doing something and you're learning to do it better and better, then naturally people will notice what you're doing and then they reach out to you. Cause I think over time, just as you get really good at what you do, people will notice and, and they come to you and it's even better when people come to you because then you can negotiate better, right? Because they're, they're coming to you. So I think like, I mean, a lot of these opportunities, like the Ted talk, that was just, I didn't reach out to them. They reached out to me. So opportunities like that, I don't know if I could take credit for because it feels like the universe, like gave me a little boost. Like honestly, these opportunities are blessings that came to my life. So I think for the person, yes, you can just focus on doing what you're doing really well. And if you do have time, then yes, go pitch out your pitch yourself and be active in that way. Another thing is that I want to add it, that you reminded me of this earlier is it don't be afraid of rejection because say you like ask someone if they want to collaborate or you ask a brand to work with you. If they say no, then you're back where you started. Like nothing changed. You didn't lose anything. So there's nothing, literally nothing to lose by asking other people for help, whatever, whatever you want to do. There's nothing to lose. A no means that you're right back where you started. If like, you know, as if you didn't ask. Oh, I love that. And I love the synchronicity of this as well. I just actually recorded another episode just before this and the exact same advice was given. So solid advice with, you know, pursuing things is, yeah, it's a huge part of it. And if you want to grow a personal brand, you really just need to put yourself out there, but a no doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, it's not a reflection of your self-worth. Um, such great advice. And uh, another thing you, you kind of spoke about before, and this is something that I actually had written down because I really wanted to talk to you about this because I think it's so powerful, but I absolutely love how you spoke about how, when you started on YouTube, you know, there were not many younger people talking about self-development. Um, and I, I, I heard you mention somewhere that of course, like the self-doubt kind of started to creep in, like, or maybe no one wants to kind of watch this content. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people who are, have a really, you know, innovative idea that they really want to pursue, but they do get that self-doubt, that kind of Mm -hmm. mean girl in a voice that's saying, if it's not already there, maybe there's no demand. Yeah. I mean, everybody has that voice in their head. I think self-doubt is so normal because you're just not sure. You're not sure if this is right. But I think if you have a very innovative idea and you deeply feel that this is right and you get super excited about it, you can talk about it for hours then pursue it because you will never, you won't know until you try. You won't know if there's an audience for that unless you really give it like a committed, serious try. And I would say give it like at least a few months. Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. And something I kind of just wanted to touch on here as well, because, you know, from what we see from the outside world, you're an incredibly hard worker, as you touched upon before, the consistency is a huge part. Even if you have these innovative, innovative ideas, you need to just consistently put yourself out there and keep Mm -hmm. going and keep trying. And we also know that, you know, this has been a long journey for you. It's not a Mm -hmm. overnight success whatsoever, but can you kind of walk us through like how much work actually goes in. Cause I think of misconception a lot of people have as well about branding about YouTubers is it's like, Oh, just make a video, you know, <laughs> obviously is like yeah. the main 
distance, but can you kind of walk us through how much kind of work does go into really building up that brand, growing that audience and taking that innovative idea to something that like successful? I mean, yeah, it, there's different stages of my journey, but I would say like in terms of like even managing a YouTube channel can be a full-time job because if you're, because this year I'm posting like two videos a week and two videos a week is you spend like a day to like write everything, prepare everything. And sometimes it takes more than that because creativity is not something that you can really time. Sometimes things take longer. Sometimes ideas just flow really easily. Um, but then shooting would take a few hours of your, your day and, but editing will take like two days or it just yeah. takes a long time to edit a video depending on how complex the video is so it, that takes a long time and also like some days like I have meetings I run a podcast as well so like recording the podcast editing it and then there's just a lot of like emails and administrative work running the blog I, I manage two Facebook groups so yeah. like posting weekly on on all those platforms is it just takes a lot of coordination planning and time management yeah, absolutely. But then obviously a lot of work and kind of yeah. sacrifice as well. It's just, it, it is a long-term commitment, but you know, if it's worth it, it's worth it. Yeah. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Something I also really wanted to chat about because I think you'd be a really great person to have a perspective on this because I see you as very kind, a very caring person. And I just don't know how anyone could ever say anything mean to you basically. <laughs> yeah. But I, think, I mean, obviously it comes with the territory. There is a lot of kind of feedback criticism mm -hmm. we get. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like trying to put it delicately and like the nicest way possible. But <laughs> anyway, fine. you know, yeah. So there's a lot of haters and that's yeah. something that really does stop a lot of people. I mean, from even starting, they're, they're worried yeah. about that feedback. They're worried about, you know, if they're going to put themselves out there being vulnerable specifically online yeah. and sharing their true story and their truth, and then someone comes and tries to tear that down. Yeah. Do you have any, like, way to manage that or any advice for someone who is starting? Yeah, it's, I mean, when you're putting yourself out there online, it's inevitable. People are going to say things that hurt you. And that's just the way it is. Like it comes with the territory, as you said. Um, but the way to deal with that is you have to realize that people are reflections of like everything they say is a reflection of themselves. Sometimes when people say things, it doesn't have to do with you at all. They just need an outlet to kind of project what they have inside, whether it's their insecurities, their inner anger, or I don't know. I just imagine like these people must be really sad inside to, to say mean yeah. things like that. Or maybe they had parents that were really harsh on them. So they're really harsh on everyone else because they're trying to take it out on everyone else. There, there could be so many reasons, but I think you have to remember that everything other people say, whether it's good or bad, is a reflection of them and not you. So even if some people tell you you're awesome all the time, like those people, they just might be really nice people. They just might yeah. be in a good mood and it doesn't really reflect who you are. And so take everything you read online with a grain of salt, the good and the bad. 
Yeah, absolutely. Something then kind of that would obviously come with receiving a lot of, you know, hate, negative criticism. Do you ever, you know, you mentioned that you'd gone through quite a confidence journey and it was built up over time. Do you ever struggle these days with confidence or self-doubt? I do, but I definitely am a lot more confident now than I was before. I think before I was not confident in every area, being social, not confident in my career, it just just all these different areas of life, I was not so confident. I was never a person to open up easily to people. And now I feel like I, I know myself more just over years of discovering yourself, discovering what you like and your taste and your personality. So now I'm, I am more confident in myself, but there, of course there are times when I'm not confident before I like have to speak in front of a big group or yeah. I'm, I'm like nervous to, you know, put out this new video that's extra vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, there's always moments where you are a little unsure of yourself, but uh, definitely I think everyone, it, if you're doing life right, you'll become more and more confident over time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a huge part of, as I said, personal branding is confidence. So it is really something that kind of needs right. to be always on the mind. And But again, I love what you said earlier about it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So there's no point just thinking, oh, I'm just going to get all of this confidence and all of a sudden put myself out there. It's a learning yeah. process as you go along, as is building a brand. And something I kind of wanted to speak to you about then as well was with your personal brand, obviously you have Lavender, which is the blog, the podcast and really stands for, you know, life is a masterpiece, you know, life is mm-hmm. art, make it your masterpiece. Do you consider your personal brand as well? Is that something you've kind of separated or is Lavender just molded in to one? Do you, is, is there any kind of thought that goes into really building the Eileen brand as well? Mm-hmm. Or is it really just Lavender and it stands for this community element or is there? Yeah, it's, it's strange now because Lavender has become a bigger thing, but I think originally it was just a personal brand. Yeah. Like, because Lavender is an extension of who I am and everything that I post is pretty real. I try to be as authentic as possible. And I genuinely, like I talk about the things that I am genuinely interested about and the style of the videos, the the colors and the aesthetics of like my Instagram are genuinely like the style that I like. Cause personality wise, I, I feel like I'm very dreamy. I'm very just like soft and light. I'm not like a bold person, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So I think that your personality translates to your brand aesthetic and your brand voice as well. And I, I try to keep it as as close to me as possible because it's easier that way. I think it's kind of, but I mean, sometimes lately I I also can see things through the lens of lavender. Like when I'm shopping for clothes, I'm like, this is something that's very lavender. And sometimes I'll like a more bold, like just a different kind of outfit, but I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's something that like would look good on the lavender feed. So (laughs) it's definitely like become, I mean, once you, once you have a brand for so long, it, it really solidifies into a specific type, even though in reality, like people are ever changing, you know, our styles can change by the day. So, so there is a little bit of like, Hmm, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. But generally, like I try to keep Lavender as close to my personal aesthetic as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, it is so unique as well. It's actually really funny. You know, those Instagram uh, templates that are going around. So everyone's like screenshotting them and answering all these questions yeah. all over there. So <laughs> yeah. I've seen one that's been circulating because I think there's like a group like you, I, Rochella, there's like lots of people that keep getting mm-hmm. tagged in the same one. And every single time I see that you like most unique, like YouTuber, it's always you. And I'm like, that's so true. Oh. <laughs> Extremely unique. And I wanted to know, Thank you know, you. like, 
it it is a really competitive space on YouTube. Like let's not be naive yeah. to the fact that yeah. now it's a lot harder um, mm-hmm. and personal branding is a huge part of standing out and mm-hmm. your style, your characteristics, your values, everything your life is going to go into that. But yeah. being such a competitive space, what advice would you have for someone who has a passion, wants to build up a personal brand, but doesn't know how to stand out, really doesn't, you know, mm. maybe they're not doing something super unique, but they, they're passionate about it. Like how would you advise them to go about standing out? Well, the first thing I would say is it's best to start now. Start as soon as possible because the longer you wait, the more you're going to regret it. Yeah. <laughs> like when I started in 2014, that was a time where everyone already said like, it's too late to get into YouTube. It's yeah. too late. Like everyone who's the first wave and second wave have already gone. Like everyone's who's been popular is going to stay popular. So, so, I, but I started it anyway because I wanted to really, really give it a try. And I'm actually really surprised that I get it what I'm the life that I'm living now, like, I cannot believe that I'm here (laughs) because four years ago, I I thought it was impossible, you know, but, um, I would say start now, don't wait. And to really find your voice, you have to try to just do create the stuff that gets you really excited and do it in your own way and try not to watch too many of other people's videos because naturally when you see other people's videos, you're going to kind of, you're going to get inspired by them and you're going to like, it's going to like blend into your content as well. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but, um, I don't know if, if you, uh, another way you can do it is you could watch content that is not of your field, like maybe watch like sports or fashion or something else where you can get inspired by that and bring that inspiration over into what you do. Because if you're just watching the people in your circle, then everyone kind of, you know, they're doing the same topics or, you know what I mean? It's, it's too similar where you don't want to compete like that. You want to create your own voice and just do the stuff that get you excited. The stuff, try, be risky and try those different formats or the different topics. Yeah, I love that. I love the advice about not looking, you know, inside and you can absolutely draw inspiration from so many different sources. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, whether it be YouTube videos, books, experiences. How do you stay regularly inspired? Obviously, two videos a week plus all of the other content that you Mm -hmm. put out is a lot. Do you have a practice for really staying inspired consistently? Yeah, I always make sure that I'm reading a book at some point in time. Like I I read books in the evening, but mostly like more lately, I listen to a lot of books on Audible. I like discovering new books. And I mean, it's not always perfect because I go in and out of stages of being very inspired and a few months where I'm not inspired and no ideas come out of me or I don't feel like making anything. So it's, it's not easy and it's not a straight line. So I I was in like a creative slump, I would say like the past two months. And recently I feel like I found motivation again. So it, it comes and goes, but all, I think it's for me, it's always important that I stay connected with myself, that I make time to journal every day or most days and meditate most days because those self care practices really help me kind of reveal the voice that's within. And I think that's how you find your most authentic voice and the most original content because it's, it's comes from you. It comes from you within. And most people don't take the time to really listen to themselves and, and let themselves like free flow on paper. Cause a lot of stuff can come out. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And you you have the stream of consciousness that I know that you talk mm-hmm. about a lot. Can you kind of, maybe for someone who doesn't know what that is, can you kind of explain 
what that practice looks like. Cause I think that intuitively that's where your personal brand's really going to shine because you're always yeah. going to be speaking as your authentic self. So what's your exactly. kind of journaling practice look like? Yeah. So it's, it's called morning pages and it's from this author named uh, Julia Cameron, but stream of consciousness journaling is just journal. It's like word vomiting from your mind to the paper. <laughs> so anything I'll think of it as transcribing your thoughts. Oh, so whatever that. you're thinking, just write it down on paper. It could even be like, I don't know what to write or this feels stupid. It could be anything like any words matter or you could write the same word over and over and over like just whatever you're thinking in your head write it down and eventually you'll find that you'll you have so much within you first of all like you'll surprise yourself at what thoughts are there and you'll come to some really like inspiring conclusions i think i think there's always like discovery at the end of a journaling session and after i reread it i'm like oh my god that's what's been bothering me <laughs> you know like there's just that. a lot you can discover yeah that's so awesome. That's just got me really excited. I'm like, after yeah, this, gonna go, <laughs> gonna yeah. jump out and start journaling. But yeah, yeah. and it's such a good way. And how many ideas are actually hidden below mm-hmm. all of the influence that we're constantly seeing, you know, by the media yeah. or online? We yeah. have this voice that knows exactly what to do to get to where we want to go. It's just, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's like covered in bricks, and we need to like it shatter is. that by giving ourselves space. And I think that is such an amazing practice to do. Yeah. Um. I kind of, um, I'm really excited to actually jump into the first thought game with you. Okay. <laughs> but, I'm excited. But, but I kind of just the last question that I wanted to, because, okay. you know, to give people really tangible advice, because you are such an inspiration in terms of you've had such an amazing career at still such a young age. Um, and you've pursued so many different opportunities and created so much success for yourself. But as I, I just want to drill in this fact, I'm sorry, this is something I'm so obsessed <laughs> about, but it's not a slow, you know, a fast journey, whatever, like yeah, I started doing this 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So please don't, you know, think she yeah. just because she's, you know, so successful now that it's, it's an overnight thing. But mm-hmm. if you could go back to the beginning of your career, is there anything that you would have done differently? Maybe just to the, the beginning of Lavender, like, is there any other steps that you would yeah. have taken or a different direction you would have gone in or anything you would have maybe tried differently? I, I generally believe that every step I took was, it taught me something to improve. And I, I don't really believe in like going back and changing anything, but I will say that I do wish a lot of times that I started a little bit earlier. I think everybody wishes that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you wish you started. <laughs> I wish I, I kept it going. Like my first channel, I wish I was consistent with that one. And I think I more regrets from my first channel because that was when I was doing music I was in college and I think when you're in college, you have so much free time. That's actually the best time to like collaborate with people or get in the scene and meet people in in real life and sing on stage and reach out to these other YouTube artists. And I was back then in college, I I was too shy to get involved and meet people like that. There were always meetups. This is back in the day where YouTube was more of a tight knit community. There would be a lot of meetups and LA shows and I would be too shy to go to them or to sing or, or do anything. And so I was, yeah, I, I was just too shy and I wish I put myself out there more back then, but it's okay. Cause I think everything led me to where I am now. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think a great piece of advice to really pull out of that is you can't change the past. Like there's, there's things that we can kind of wish that we did differently, but for anyone who is wanting to start a creative career or start something that they're truly passionate about, whether it be YouTube, whether it be, you know, even Instagram or blogging or podcasting, 
like the best time to start is right now. Like literally as soon as yeah. you hear this podcast, go out there and record something. <laughs> this is your sign. Yeah. <laughs> this is your sign from the universe. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I mean, there's so much amazing insight in there. I'm actually really excited to go back and to listen to this and to take some notes so we can really pull out all of the amazing kind of actionable steps that everyone really can get from this chat that we have here had here today. But as you know, I love with my guests to kind of put them in the firing line. I think that there's no better way to get to know someone particularly their personal brand and who they are than basically making them answer questions as quick as they possibly can (laughs) so I've got a list of questions here I mean the purpose of this is really try to just whatever first comes to your mind I'm not sure if you've seen the the Jimmy Fallon think quick right (laughs) if you can like immediately then you know that's amazing okay don't stress it's Okay. You don't get any like gold stars or anything. <laughs> All righty. So you ready? Yes. What's the favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, Italy. What are you currently watching on Netflix? The show called Hyori's Bed and Breakfast. It's a Korean reality show. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> if yeah, you could be yeah. an animal, which animal would you be? A bird. What's your worst habit? Mm, sleeping late. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I sleep way too late, and it yeah. What's the last thing you googled? I don't remember. I really don't know. It might have been some, uh, maybe like a drone. I was shopping for a drone recently. <laughs> what do you dream about? Random things. They're so <laughs> weird, like flying and just weird things. <laughs> There's always meaning behind those. You should definitely look those up. Yeah. <laughs> if you could be a singer, who would you be? Sia. She's Ooh, so cool. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you could yeah. have a superpower, what superpower would you choose? Transportation. That's awesome. Or teleportation. <laughs> Sorry. Transportation. <laughs> That's a bad – yeah, I was thinking teleportation because I don't like to transport. Like, I don't like driving. Or being My like, superpower would be long. taking the bus. <laughs> Describe yourself in three words. Um, kind, creative, and lighthearted. I love that. What's the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that's ever happened to you? Um, I was in a musical and I was the lead. And I, I think I was so flustered that I went out on the wrong scene that I was not supposed to be. <laughs> I was like sitting in the scene in a chair and the scene started and they were, the, the actors were like, uh, what are you doing here? And so they had to turn the lights off and I had to run off stage. And the worst part was my mic was, my mic was still on. And I told my, I don't know if I can curse on this show, but yeah, I, I cursed. Like I, no, I was like, I effed up. Like I cursed and people could hear me. <laughs> oh my God. That's, it was hilarious. Oh, I'm really it's funny thinking about it you. now, but I was so embarrassed. <laughs> well, that's really funny because my next question is, if they were going to make a musical about your life, what would the opening song be? Oh, that's a hard one because I love music. What's the opening song? This is basically the uh, song that depicts your whole entire life. So That's too hard. What's, what's the song? <laughs> I can't give you a good answer to that. Nothing comes to mind. What would be your song? Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh, that's epic. <laughs> With the Wayne's World headbang. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> That's all right. You, you, you can send me something in email and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to chat to you today. And I'm really, really excited for everyone to jump into this episode. But just to finish off, what's going on for you at the moment? What's the next big plans that's happening? Um, just building out Lavender, creating better content on YouTube, really just focusing on YouTube this year. Oh, I love that. I love that. And yeah. of course, if you don't know where to find Lavender, all of that will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that was absolutely so much fun chatting to Eileen. And I'm not going to lie, every single time I either speak to her or, you know, have consumed some of her content, her podcast or her YouTube channel, I always feel a lot calmer. She is such an incredibly inspiring soul and human being. And if there's anything that you can really take away from this episode, then it really is that confidence is something that you need to build up over time. You know, it's not a light switch that you're just going to turn on and all of a sudden be able to ruthlessly put yourself out there for opportunities. It's something just like chips in a poker game that you do need to collect. And the more that you have, the bigger risks that you will find yourself able to take. But give yourself the luxury of time of collecting and conditioning that confidence. And just like Eileen, you know, it did take her a long time to get to where she was years starting right from her high school days so don't give up on yourself if you have big dreams of having a massive community products a business and pursuing opportunities doing a TED talk writing a book if all of that is in your heart and if that's the desire that you do have then that's what you're supposed to do and don't let you know time be a factor in you not achieving that you know, things do take time and that is absolutely okay. But you look at all these people online of where they got to where they are and time was a huge factor in their journey as well. So just hold in there, keep going, keep building that confidence, keep creating content, keep putting yourself out there, be consistent and you will get to where you want to go. So I love Eileen. Thank you so much for chatting with me. And if you aren't following her already, all of her information will be in the description. And thank you so much for watching. I'll see you in the next one. So that is it, my dear friend, for today's episode. I really, really hope that it was valuable to you. I really hope that you got some information that you can take away to really start growing a profitable and memorable personal brand and just show up for life being unapologetically yourself. I would be super, super grateful if you could take just a couple of moments of your time to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. I really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next episode. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.